And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, have we ever experienced people getting mad at us? Well, I have, and I'm sure you have too. This is where our Christian faith is examined by all the people around us, plus the heavenly hosts. We're going to take a glimpse back into the book of Acts and check out Stephen. He was so blessed to be the first actual martyr of the New Testament church that his name will always be honored. He will always be thought of as a standout follower of Christ, but how he handled adversity may give him the most distinctiveness as being Christ-like compared to anybody else in the New Testament except for Jesus, and that's pretty good company to keep. Next, bragging has to do with pride. Pride has a connection to fame and acknowledgement. Listen to these music verses. Okay, This is from a musical uh, person that I used to follow back in the day. Fame, fame. Makes a man who takes things over. Fame, fame, lets him lose hard to swallow. Fame, fame, puts you there when things are hollow. Fame. All right, so here's the bottom line. Uh, was that written by a Christian? No. <laughs> Is it true? Yes. <laughs> Therein lies the thing. Fame makes losing hard to swallow. Makes things hollow, takes over a man. That's all pretty good stuff, all based on pride. Finally, I have a DDD that I've written. It's really good material. However, when somebody wiser than me writes on the same subject, I defer to their wisdom. In this case, it is my honor to defer to our brother, Pastor Ray Bentley, who's with the Lord. He teaches one of the most important principles in the Christian walk. For me, this has been the game changer. The title of his devotional is called The Most Crucial Battleground. Listen to that. The Most Crucial Battleground. Guess where this fight takes place. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can also text us during the show, 214 210 That's 214 210 Or you can call us live during the show, 972 445 0770. That's 972 
888-445-0770. When you make that call, oh boy, you'll end up talking to, oh boy, Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D. Ready? Now, there's not a lot of people that can relate to this like I can. This really, this is really me for Friday. Talking to Dynamite D is like arriving at your cheat meal on your diet. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I won't prob anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I should ask, what was it? I haven't had it yet. That's the whole point. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> ah, see? So that's why it's like an anticipation. It's great. And when you talk to Dynamite D, it's just like that. Well, it's close. Anyway, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you are welcome to reach out to us. You can talk about anything, you, any question, a thought, a comment, an opinion. Great. Especially if you've got a, a question like Sergio did in the earlier part of the show. Fantastic question. If you've got something you're just on your heart, you want to share it, you've got something going on, it's a praise report, you want to just communicate that to other brothers and sisters, or perhaps you've got a prayer request and you need other people to join their faith with yours because your faith's a little low. Not a problem. That's what this is entirely for. The idea is to encourage one another and strengthen one another as we see the day of Christ getting closer and closer. And let's at least be a little honest. Take a look around. It's, it's a lot closer. <laughs> That's what we're just going to say. So in that process, in that mindset— if you want to reach out to us, we want you to do that. If you've got an answer to trivia, and this be an easy one, okay? For those that remember Scotty in the original Star Trek, there be whales. Uh, this is an easy one. Whose brother, don't give me the wrong answer, died only to be brought back to life by Jesus several days later? Whose brother? Okay, whose brother? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. couple things I do want to remind you about. Do you have somebody calling in? Please, when you're praying for the audience, I need you to be praying for people. There's healings that need to be happening all around us. And I'd like you to take that burden on. We pray a lot on the show. I'd like you to pray as well. Take the time at home to pray for people. Take the time in your car. Don't close your eyes while you're driving. You know, certain things. But pray before the Lord uh, for the burden, for the heaviness of these people, some of these people that we adore and they're wonderful. We love them and we want them to be blessed. The other thing is don't forget, and I say this, it's very important, to be praying for Don, who owns the station, Jennifer, who runs this station, and Dynamite D, who runs this show. These are all hugely, hugely important. Okay, uh, we do have somebody ready to answer a trivia question, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I'm actually, I am doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. I've, well, that's uh, good. Yeah, I mean, I, I did work out yesterday. It did go pretty good. Uh, right up until the end. <laughs> it's, you know, when you get to the end, you're like, that's it. 
I'm done. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Uh, all right. This is not a difficult one, but ironically, we did have some people uh, give only part of the answer. We want the whole answer the best we can. Whose brother died only to be brought back to life by Jesus several days later? It was Mary and Martha's brother. That Lazarus. is correct of a new. Just, it did four days. Yep, four days. And do you, do, you, do you remember what the teaching is and why it was not three? Why why it went to four? It's a really tough one, so don't 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 be surprised. Okay, it's, it's why it went to four instead of three days. Well, yeah, that I don't know because in the rabbis' teachings, after three days, there was no coming back. There was no possibility of a resurrection. So then the, uh, he waited an extra day, and it's like people are like, why are you waiting? It's like, yep, 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 yep. They didn't think it would be possible to be done, and Lazarus was one day more. It's like, ah, that's a strong testimony from Jesus. Love that. Love that. I, was, uh, I guess Lazarus was pretty uh, surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if Jesus had just said, if it wasn't just a private tomb and there were other people there, and what if Jesus said, come out? They all would have come. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Lazarus, come out. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Thank you so much. Great, great, Thank great you. work. I'll continue to pray for all of you. All right. Thank you. You know we need God it. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Excellent job. Excellent, brother. Excellent job. Okay. So, um, listen, I've got to share this, and this is just how this show's going, so just... We got this. We're you just slow down. All right. So Eric had something happen, and I want to bring it up, and I want to make a point of it because he did a a, a great job, and he he was going to share it at one point, and then he got caught up because he travels and it's hard to do. So I'm going to read some of this the best I can, and the reason I'm going to bring it up is important, not because of me, but because of everybody else. Here's what he wrote. Uh, he wrote this on March 9th. So what's today? Today is the 14th. So he wrote this like five days ago. He wrote it in the evening uh, at my request, so I didn't have to do it uh, for him. I knew that the show Thursday was going to be preempted today for the SMU games. Remember, he's writing this ahead of time. But I went ahead and listened to the first 15 minutes anyway, and more times than not, it was exactly what I needed. The lesson was on 1 John 5, 18 through 19. We, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. One who's born of God, he keeps them safe from the evil one. The evil one cannot harm them. We know we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Now listen to this and listen in relationship to Sergio. David, I'm tired of, I'm tired of struggling. I can't wait until I sin no more. It's not going to be on this earth, but it's true someday. Your lesson led me to Psalm 119. When I read this psalm written by the priest, obviously he had gone through many trials himself. I read the first three verses. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statues and seek him. When he read the when he read the conclusion, I long for the last three verses. I long for your salvation, Lord, and the law gives me delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and may your law sustain me that I have strayed, when I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. I need God to find me, Eric wrote to the side. Here's what I want you to get, and I know it's so bizarre, but I want you to hear this. We do, just in case you think it's spiritual, like when we pick our replays and stuff. No, it isn't. <laughs> Just, I'm just being honest. I'm just—it's not spiritual. I I do go through the list, and if on my replay list it, it said, eh, you know, I don't, 
don't pick that one. I pick ones that are better. You're not casting lots? No. I'm just like, that looks good, though. Yeah, that's just got a little, little title to it. And so why I think that's important is even though there's replays, and we do replays, and guess what? In April, we're going to do two replays because we're going to go see September, spend some time with September in Phoenix. So there's going to be two replays coming there. Those are the only ones that I know of as of right now. That doesn't mean that God can't use it to minister. And that's Eric's whole point. His whole point was he's like, I know it's preempted. I thought I'd just listen to the first 15 minutes. That'd mean a lot. I mean, we just, you know, I've heard it before. It's not like I haven't heard it you know, prior. But then the Lord used it to, to minister to him. I think that if we can just recognize that really God is the coordinator, not for this show. I don't, we don't do everything perfect. Let's not be goofy there. But he coordinates for you and for I to listen to things, hear things, go through things, be reminded of things, understand things, so that we can get it a little better. And you should be aware that the Lord uses dumb things. I don't want to say dumb, but okay, dumb things to help us catch on to things. Remember, he uses the lowly things. He uses the, you know, the the despised things. He uses things that people never could imagine to help and to do things because it demonstrates he's God. So when you go through that, maybe I've had this happen not just with our show and stuff. I, I know this sounds crazy. I've had this happen Somebody saying something to me in church, not, not a sermon, not the worship, not anything else, just somebody saying something, and the saying went bing, and it was like in my brain, picked it up, and I was like, oh, I'm processing that, and I'm using that, and I haven't used that before, and that's a really good thing. My point in telling you this whole thing is simply this. One, I wanted to honor Eric and tell him thank you for sharing that testimony, and then two— it's important to understand that not all the replays are terrible. Thank you. The Lord can use any of them. But number three, and the most important, God is able to take the things that are around you that seemingly have no real importance or value and generate something in them to bring you life. So the biggest exhortation is for you and I to be aware that God does not, he doesn't go take a nap and then go, I'll get back to you. He's always watching us, always with us, always helping us. The problem is that we're not always listening. Okay? That's the key. Listen more. The, the, the sound may come from somewhere else, but the Lord is always speaking. That's why the word of God, which is his word, is eternal. Oh, good one. Yeah, all right. All right, I'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, oh, you asked me twice. <laughs> strike you with lightning. Strike you with lightning. It's like, that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. 
It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody, and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the the, the people that that uh, you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation, so that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon. We're just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up, right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb. Right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord. Be yourself. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to posture before God he already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I just want you to know. I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God. Because He knows you're trying to impress Him. So then, don't do that. Just tell Him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, "Well, people pray to get things changed." Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate so that we get into a surrender or a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready for our next trivia question. Who was the mother of Jacob's last child, Benjamin? And don't answer buttons. Who was the ch- who was the mother of Jacob's last child, Benjamin? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, so please don't forget to be praying for Don and for Jennifer and for Dee. And I do want to pray for healings for some of our people, if that's okay, because I want to just come before the Lord on that, just feeling that uh, 
right now. So let's just do that. Father, we come before you right now and thank you and praise you for all the things that you're doing. You're amazing. You're so excellent to us. Your goodness exceeds us so far. It's just your kindness to us so exceeds anything we are worth. And we have people like our brother Gary and like other people like Rosalind and people that are struggling like September and, and Easton and people that we know of at times for Brother Ace. We just, we just, for all of these people, Lord, we are just asking that there would be a breath of fresh air and a dose of the Holy Ghost. I mean, I know that's crazy, Lord, but it's the only way it happens is when you do it. So please touch these people's lives. Encourage these people. And we got people that are physically wounded. we got people that are wounded because they've been hurt in churches. We hope that those people will get a touch from you. We ask for your grace and your graciousness to be poured into their lives. Not for us. For them, let it be to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so uh, we got that rolling. We got that rolling. Our trivia question. One more time on the trivia question. Uh, who was the mother of Jacob's last child? Benjamin. That's the question. In the meantime, let me uh, turn uh, ourselves towards this text, uh, this DDD. It's called Seeing It Right. And there's a lot of times in our Christian walk where we go through things, and depending on how you see it makes a big difference on how you approach it and how you respond to it. A lot of life seems to be the response to things versus the doing of things, which is probably not the most brilliant way. But Acts chapter 7, verse 54 and 55 says this, Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. I guess that means gurring. Verse 55, But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So I think what is essential here is understanding Stephen in this situation uh, had people that were so mad at him, they were grinding their teeth at him. I have not personally experienced a lot of gurs in my personal life, but it's got to be like, you know, like you're grinding your teeth. It's like, you've got to be at DEFCON 20 <laughs> if you're thinking you're going to grind your teeth at somebody and be so mad at them. Now, I know that we all get mad at different things that we'll see on TV or uh, see on the Internet or some people will say or whatever the case may be. But this is a serious level of of anger and frustration and while Stephen is under attack while they are going after him while they are getting ready to kill him that's how angry they were there's no trial there's no discussion there's no anything kill him right they're they're like savages in that sense right now listen while they were going at him while he was being attacked, while they were disparaging him, just, just trying to get after him, the scripture says, full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven. Step number one, you'll know where you're at depends on where your eyes land. Do you want a, a, a thermometer to tell you where you're at? you want something to give you a read? 
This guy was filled with the Holy Spirit, and in spite of what was going on against him, he saw heaven. And he saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So the temperature to be monitored in our lives can be understood by how we look at things. Do we look at people and grind our teeth? Do we look at people and say, I know I shouldn't, but boy, if there was a hole right there on earth and God could just open it up and they could be swallowed and the earth could close them over, that would be just fine. <laughs> okay. Or do we look to heaven first? And do we see the glory of God? Do we see Jesus Christ? Do we see the Father? Do we see? Uh, I love these texts because you can't get any more, can't get any more Trinity oriented. Full of the Holy Spirit, he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. I mean, it's right there. It's like, come on, people, stop it! But full of the Holy Spirit, he sees into heaven. He sees God. Not the flesh, not justification to, to, to be over self-defensive. Not, none of that stuff. He just, no, this is where I'm looking. When G, and then he, he, by the way, he moves that on when he asks for forgiveness for all these people while it's going on. Same thing that Jesus did ask for, for his direct people that were killing him. It's like, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive the Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Again, this is because of the vision or the sight that says he gazed into heaven. This is because he was full of the Holy Spirit, not full of anger, not full of flesh, not full of disappointment, not full of all the. I just see the Lord in this. I see God. It's when you stop seeing God, you grind your teeth. You know, just sound like, well, okay. <laughs> Do you have to elaborate on that? No, I don't think so. I think you get it, right? That makes sense. Who was the mother of Jacob's last child, Benjamin? And the answer is Rachel. Rachel was mommy, okay, of her and of Joseph. Okay, here we go. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. 
But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Here's what it says. The sure way to avoid criticism. To avoid criticism, the article says, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. That was said by a successful and innovative coach of the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. Now, that's not the only reason I'm reading the article, not because it's just a hockey team uh, coach thing, but here's where uh, here's what it says. Number one, say nothing and become the unwitting victim of everybody else's opinion or point of view. Two, do nothing and just watch life from the sidelines. Three, when our voices remain silent and our actions still, we are nothing. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. If Jesus oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your next trivia question. Now, we did this question about eight months ago. And the book that I'm holding had the wrong answer. And this oh, de- really? That just developed all kinds of uniqueness. So let's see if we can do this a little better this time. (laughs) In the New Testament, what was the name of Timothy's grandmother? In the New Testament, what was the name of Timothy's grandmother? Okay. So your big hint, okay, Joanne and Cordelia, pow pow, they're doing very, very well today. Your big hint is... Reporter for the Daily Planet female. (laughs) Come on! That is such a good clue! Daily Planet, reporter, female. That should help you all you need. Uh, If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Gonna send you up to the website, not make a big deal about it. Money is important. We need it. It's not just for expansion, but for continuation of what we're doing as well. If you can do that, great. If you can't, 
please pray for us. We'd greatly appreciate it. And on the website are a couple new things. So take a look around. That would be very helpful. On the website, check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Well, what was that? That was it. <laughs> that was that. You know what? We spent a lot of money on that sound. <laughs> I mean, that is just like, <laughs> okay. That was a terrible sound. Came up a little short. So we gotta, we're going to have to add sounds, okay? You got a responsibility now in the next month. You got to start dropping in new sounds. That's kind of like, that's, that was a little thin. All right, uh, trivia question. As you know, uh, props to uh, uh, Joanne and Cordelia for getting the powwow. Props to Jeff for getting it right right on the heels of their answer. Uh, in the New Testament, what was the name of Timothy's grandmother? You might know if you do, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to David. At he must increase.org. Let's do our history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, we do have somebody calling in, so that part's good. But in the meantime, I'm going to do a little bit of the history while we're doing this. Uh, a couple of interesting things here, I think. First of all, it is National Napping Day. That's pretty good. We all love naps. I'm the older you, you get. It's the worst thing. I, it's like you be more like Jesus, take a nap. I'm so bad at napping. In fact, if I nap, I cannot sleep then the rest of the night. I'm the same way. I don't really nap unless I'm really tired, but when I do nap, they come in handy. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, that's what they call what they call them, power naps or something. Yeah. Uh, fill our staplers day. I have no idea. <laughs> just, I guess that's a literal thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just don't, you know, if you have a stapler on your desk, I understand it, but you probably don't walk around with it. How did that become a day? I did. That's a great question. Uh, today is also pie day. Now let me explain that first. That's the equation pie. Why today? Cause it's three fourteen, and to pie is 3.14. I was thinking like pecan pie. Yeah, that's what I would have much more preferred. <laughs> and then National Potato Chip Day, which, of course, everybody should just stand up and clap for because Yum. it's potato chips. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1900 on this day, United States currency is placed on the gold standard. So didn't start off that way. About 123 years ago, it was put on the gold standard. 1923, first ever complete radio broadcast of a hockey game. 1923. Wow. That's 100 years ago today was the first ever complete radio broadcast of a hockey game. Bizarre. Okay. All right. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Ready? Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Hey, David. Jay, how are you? Good, Jay. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, The... uh, Lady's name was Lois, uh, but however, she wasn't Superman's girlfriend. <laughs> okay, like, I went with report reporter, female Daily Planet, because wasn't she a reporter there too with Clark Kent? 
Yeah, Lois Lane. That was good. Okay, good job. You get the big ding ding. That was an excellent job. <laughs> Love the show, Dave. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a blessing. Thank you, brother. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was fun. That was fun. All right, let's see. What's my time frame? Oh, I got it. Okay, so this is why I did this. I said, Sometimes I do set it up. It works sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, like two out of 20. <laughs> That's all all right, so you guys know, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm just, you know, Pastor Ray passed on last year in January. And uh, so every once in a while, I just pull one out. And uh, so I have this uh, small teaching on this, but his is better. <laughs> so I'm using his. So I'm just so you can know uh, what we're doing. And this is called the most crucial battleground. Ready? The most crucial battleground. This will really help a lot of people if you listen. I mean, I'm, I'm serious about that. Okay. Here's what he wrote. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, I want to read that again because you read that and you go, huh? So just slow it down and listen. For though we walk in the flesh, okay, we do not war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here's what Ray wrote. Our minds are battlegrounds. Many of our thoughts and subsequent decisions will profoundly impact our lives and the lives of those we love. We are urged to submit our thoughts to the lordship of God because thoughts precede action. Hear that? Thoughts precede action. Did Satan wrestle Eve to the ground and force her to eat the forbidden fruit? No. He enticed her into thinking in ways that challenged the word of God or what God said. He played with her mind and dangled temptation in front of her and she succumbed because her thoughts had been captured. Six Greek words are translated into thoughts throughout the New Testament, but only one, naoma, is translated in both thought and mind in two passages, today's scripture and Philippians 4.7. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. Naoma, naoma means a purpose of mind, of a purpose or a device of the mind. Naoma means a purpose or device of the mind. As we submit our thoughts to the Lord, he blesses us with peace and love and joy and the fruits of the Spirit. When we allow the enemy to use this tool, this device of our minds, he gains the deadliest foothold in all of our lives, fear, anxiety, confusion, and unbelief. Half the battle is knowing your enemy. Now you know. Your enemy is not flesh and blood, not the things of this world, but every thought, imagination, and every high thing that wants to loom higher and loftier 
and greater than the knowledge of God in your life. My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, says the Lord in Isaiah 55, 9. When we give our thoughts to the Lord and trust in his thoughts towards us, we win the battle for our minds. It's <laughs> again, I just, one day I want to write. <laughs> that was really good. You know, this is the same thing that happens to me whenever I, this is absolutely true. Whenever somebody, you know, you read this book and you hear these testimonies and I go, I want to be a Christian too. I mean, it's just, like, you know, these, some of these things are just so good. And the idea behind this is, is from that practical point of view is, look, I know there's a whole group of Christians going, oh, Satan can't drop stuff in your mind. It's like, yes, he can. Can he read your mind? No, he doesn't have omniscience. Can he drop a temptation in your mind? Well, it doesn't. Drop it in your knee. Where, where do you want him to drop it? Right? Well, it goes through the eyes. I understand that, but if the eyes see it, then what? <laughs> or it goes through the ears. Well, if the ear goes through the ears, then where does it go? It all leads to the same place. Your eyes, your ears, your mouth, all that stuff leads to the same place. It goes to your brain at some point because none of those things function without your brain. And so he drops it in the mind in whatever avenue, whether it's something you hear, something you see, something you feel. So all of this. So your feelings, processes, right? Even size of the simple size, processes through the brain. You smell, processes through the brain. Your mouth through the brain. Your eyes through the brain. Your ears through the brain. It all happens. So where do you think it's taking place? In your mind. And so he drops in it. He, doesn't, he cannot read your mind. But when you drop sin in response to his temptation, you have opened your mind. You think, what? Satan has a avenue where open sin exists. You open sin in your mind, guess what? Does that mean he can get to all the other compartments of your mind? No. But he, if he gets a foothold... Which is why Jesus said, by the way, the enemy is coming. He has nothing in me. Not on me. He just says he has nothing in me. Nothing inside. He's got no, nowhere, nowhere to enter in. And so his the premise that Ray is, and is absolutely correct is there's a battlefield between your left and right ear. It, no matter what the senses are to create that temptation, it takes place there. And that's why you got to bring these in, into a captivity or into an obedience of Christ. Like, okay, you can. Do we do it perfectly? No, not often. Can we do it better than we're doing it now? Sure. Especially if you're aware of it and you commit it to the Lord and do it in partnership, of course. That would be the response. Okay? All right. Okie dokie, take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. 
when you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip... And in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct, I also think it's dangerous to say nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like a doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we're already at our last segment. I don't even know how that happened. It's like, really? As always. That's just so weird. All right. We do have somebody on the phone. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, Dave. This is Joanne, Dr. Dave. Hi, Joanne. Uh, How are you? Call in and, huh? How are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm I'm doing well. And um, first of all, I don't know. Have you said how your ear is doing lately? Uh, it is doing. It's at ninety six percent healed. So it's pretty close. Just every once in a while, when I sleep on it, then I wake up and it has a little like you know tinge in it, but it's been doing so much better that I don't have to squint my eyes when I'm talking to people. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. And and stop sticking pencils in there. <laughs> yeah. Or crayons. Yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so a couple of things. Uh, first of all, thank you for that wonderful answer to Sergio. Don't we love when he calls in? <clears throat> He's such an inspiration. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I did want to share something um, that happened Friday, yep. um, Dr. Dave. So um, I was at the grocery store, and I was um, 
by a, a lovely woman who had a T-shirt on that had Psalm 1171, uh, and we got to talking about the Bible and how beautiful it is and how, you know, we, we love um, every bit of the Psalms. I mean, it, and I told her, I said, you know, when I was a teenager, I'd read the Psalms, and I was wondering what King David was bellyaching about. But now I'm, that I'm 69, I've experienced many of life's um, challenges and difficulties, and I totally get it. And we both agreed. So anyway, um, after I went to the car, I felt impressed by the Lord to take a picture of her T-shirt, and she was still inside the store. And I was feeling kind of sheepish about it. I didn't want to embarrass her. But come to find out, she was just parked. She came out, and she parked catty corner from my car. And so, I, you know, we got to talk a little bit more, and, um, and, and I did take a picture of her shirt, and we introduced ourselves and exchanged numbers, but she, I found out, um, she, she said this from, she said, is there anything I can pray for you about? And I said, well, yes, actually, and I, <laughs> I actually started to weep because that very night, um, my husband was driving his girlfriend to our vacation home for yet a second time in three months. And we are still married, but he's been introducing her to our family and then emptying our house down there of my belongings. So it's a very painful time. But anyway, this woman, her name happened to be the same as my husband's girlfriend of about eight months. I didn't tell her that, but she prayed the most beautiful prayer of comfort over me. And um, and she has checked in with me, like texting me, how are you doing today? You know, and that is the kind of person I want to be is to pray for others on the spot. I, I do some, but she was just, she followed the Holy Spirit's prompting. And she didn't know that, you know, I was in this situation. And then, um, you know, I, I'm sure one other quick thing. So last week, I read a devotion from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, and the prodigal in that ministry, his wife prayed and fasted him back into the marriage. So, of course, I keep praying and hoping for my 38-year marriage to be restored. But anyway, he shared his perspective on the other woman or another person in the spouse's life, and he talks about, he says here, you know, we don't necessarily pray for that other person to be removed because the enemy already has a replacement waiting in the wings. But by praying that the other person and your spouse will be touched by the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say, you know, they're in darkness right now, not in light. And so they they resent the light in our life. You know, we Christians, we do radiate the Lord's love and His light. So this is my praise, but also my request for anybody like me who is just kind of in this, like, limbo, you know, where a spouse is sinning, but not, and even the family members who've been told about her or introduced to her have not confronted him yet. So I pray that someone will have the courage to confront him regarding the sin. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. So let me let me pray over you on a, on a couple of these different things because it's it sounds as though, and you and I have, have uh, communicated for for a while now. It sounds as though the Lord is like when you need an extra boost of, of knowledge that God is with you, and He's connected to you. 
he sends you somebody. <laughs> Something happens where you're like, yes. like, ding, hey, somebody just showed up. They're willing to pray. And then I start sharing, and they start praying, and they care. It's like that's a that's such a gift. I mean, that's the Lord surrounding you with people that is that that have a heart like he does. And so that's right. a wonderful, wonderful affirmation of God's commitment and his love to you. So let me just pray over that, over the overall, you know, the, the circumstance. So make it just real simple. So let's pray. Thank you. Father, thank we you. come before you. We thank you so much for our sister. Joanne's a delight, a joy. That's what she is. And Lord, we just ask you to bless her and encourage her. And uh, we know that the situation with Stan and is, is not the best situation obviously. And I love what that author said, Lord, because it's by the power of your Holy Spirit that if the Holy Spirit moves upon them, there, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do but to, but to surrender. We pray that in the meantime, as she's going through this limbo place, which Lord, anytime we're in the middle, you're still there with us. We just don't know how it's going to pan out, but you're with us. And then you send us proof that you're with us even in the limbo by sending people to us, by sending words of encouragement, by situations and circumstances and, and just the littlest things that speak life. And we just ask you to keep doing that for our sister and keep letting her see and hear the things that you share so that she can be confident that you are walking not in front of her, too far, not behind her too far, but by her side. So she's comfortable in walking in this journey. We just ask you to bless her and all the blessings she's given others. Pour it back unto her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. David. I received that, and I pray for all the audience. You know, we love everybody that calls in, and, and those who don't, we just feel so connected, my twin sister and I. So blessings. Thank you. We love you. You too. Take God care. bless you both. We Thanks. love you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, so we only got a couple of minutes we'll close out with. That's great. It was great, you know. I don't know how you can just say it's great. There you go. Uh, Galatians 6.14 says this, As for me, however, I will boast about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by means of his cross the world is dead to me and I dead to the world. For those that are not familiar with Jehovah's Witness group, they are people that think that the cross is something that's ugly and should not be celebrated. Of course, here Paul says, Galatians 6.14, As for me, however, I will boast only about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. For by means of his cross, the world is dead to me, and I dead to the world. So here's the truth. We brag about so many things. Come on. Come on. If you're the greatest parent in the world, you brag about your kids. <laughs> if you're a grandparent, you brag about your kids and your grandkids. Probably more about your grandkids. Just be honest. Brag about your car. Brag about your job. Brag about your Bible knowledge. Brag about your Bibles. The church could whatever it is, that's great. There's nothing some of that's fine as long as it's kept in its proper place. But it does make us feel good about ourselves, doesn't it? It sure does. But a Bible believing, born again, authentic Christian finds out that it's the cross that we need to rejoice in. And you're thinking, wait, wait, wait. How can I rejoice in the cross? Well, what happened on the cross doesn't just end there. That's number one. The cross reminds us of what took place there, but then there's something that happened after, right? That's called resurrection. But here's the key. 
the cross is something we rejoice in because it is something that distinguishes us from the world. To the world and to the worldly and to the maybe not as educated, the cross is an instrument of disgust. But to you and me, it's an instrument of God's love that Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself on that cross in order to separate us from the world and the worldly. Now, I understand there's different feelings about that. I got it. But here's the truth. The truth is that when Israel was given a covenant, they were told not to placate, not to facilitate, not to develop friendships with people that were against God. Just read Exodus 34. God says it twice. He says, don't you line up with them. Don't you line up with them. If you do, it'll be bad for you. Well, guess what? The cross helps us stay separated from the pollution that the world and the worldly throw at us. So I'll cling to the old rugged cross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.